Oh, fuck me sideways with this fucking shitty fucking mic stand. No. And that's, and that's where we start the podcast. Fuck <laughs> 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 Okay, welcome back. We did it. One month off. It was. It felt good. Did you feel good about that, it boys? It was needed. <laughs> it was a needed month off. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we had a little bit of heartbreak, of course, and uh, took a little time off from set heartbreak. And I still watched hockey. Did you guys still watch hockey? No. I, did. <laughs> I, I I started watching hockey again when Montreal was down in the final game. <laughs> when you were I sure they a... were gonna lose <laughs> exactly oh that's funny craig wow okay well let's do just a, a tiny recap of kind of at least the last round of the stanley cup finals there uh tampa against montreal montreal i guess was actually good so they beat the leafs and then they destroyed the jets and then they somehow beat Vegas, but also it kind of made sense because Vegas decided to start sucking. Okay, fine. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. And then they ran into Tampa, who, even though the Habs had to fight through some relatively good teams, Tampa had definitely the harder road to the Stanley Cup. They had oh, to yeah. go through uh, Florida. That was a series and a half. And then they had to go through Carolina, who won the division. And then they had to go through New York again. They went through New York last year, and that took seven games. So Tampa, it seemed like they kind of had it easy at the end, considering the Habs were the 18th place team overall, which I don't think happens very often in hockey, that the 18th place team not only makes it into the playoffs, but actually makes it to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. It was so. definitely the lowest I could find going back. I went back about a decade, and they were definitely the lowest seed. Um, the first one that came to mind was L.A. when they won in was it 2012. Yeah, that they was were the eighth one. place team and uh, just snuck in, but they were actually like the 14th or something in the league because there's a couple East Coast that were uh, worse than them. So, yeah, 18th. That was probably the lowest go to Stanley Cup. So, you know, congratulations, Carey Price. He carried them through. Absolutely, and he and did. Expose Carey Price. Again, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that name might come up again a couple times this podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, in the next two days, it's going to be thrown around a lot, too. What is happening? Yes, it will. <laughs> he will look good in blue, I've got to say. <laughs> and then red again? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, I've, I, I've seen from Pierre Lebrun that the NHL has already said that's a no-go. If, if, if you guys are thinking about doing that shenanigans to expose Carey Price, have him picked up, and then trade him back, the NHL will not approve that trade. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're like, that's Good. some serious shenanigans. We are shutting this shit down. Good. That makes me feel a little better then. So Tampa wins in... Doesn't mean, doesn't mean they won't flip them somewhere else, though. That's true. That's true. And yeah, Price, no, would Price would have to wave his... Price would have to wave his Jack no Campbell needs a, uh, needs a backup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, hold the fort until Carey uh, Price is done with knee surgery uh, at the beginning of the playoffs. Oh, be around well, well. May. <laughs> so uh, Tampa wins in five. The Habs got one win at home. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Uh, Craig, any thoughts on uh, Tampa winning? Were you surprised? Were you happy? Uh, no. Never mind. You were happy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I took Max's advice, and I squinted just a little bit, and I looked like Toronto was winning that Stanley Cup. <laughs> just to, just had to so take close. my glasses off, and it looked like the Leafs were winning. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, Dan, any thoughts on Tampa winning their second Stanley Cup in a row? Uh, you know, I think it's well-deserved. Um, they got a lot of flack. Like, you know, you go on Twitter, whatever your favorite social media is. 18 million day. over the cap. Yeah, and that's all you read. And it's like, okay, but it's a rule. Everyone's subjected to the same thing. Why is this a big deal? It, Toronto could be 18 million over the cap somehow, magically. And, you Montreal know, go right to been. the finals and win. Montreal could yeah. have been, exactly. but. Uh, you know, it, people say they were exploiting the rules. I, I think they worked within the confines of the rules that were currently in the NHL. It was agreed to by both parties, players and the NHL. So, like, yeah, way to go, Tampa. They played a great game. They beat Montreal, which I was secretly very happy about. And, um, you know. <laughs> was it that uh, secret? Well, no. Was, yeah, that's fair. It wasn't that secret. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they had goaltending that it was also standing on their heads. So, like. You can't fault him. I don't think he missed a game, right? Like, no. Like he played no, every game. That played, played all. Too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So way to go, Tampa. And Price had I his worst. Uh, Price had his worst save percentage in that series. Like the other ones, he again oh, stood yeah. on his head. But then in the finals, just couldn't uh, couldn't handle Tampa as well as he could handle the other three. Tampa Tampa's did kind of walk through them a bit. Oh yeah, they're a good team. No, no, no if, ifs, ands, and buts. Uh, Tampa deserved to win the cup. Yeah, Simple I agree. That. And when it comes to the over-the-cap thing, like I heard someone saying that, you know, this happened in 2015 with Chicago with uh, Patrick Kane. So if there was any interest to get rid of this rule at this point, they would have done it. Um, there's been a couple different CBA ratifications between then and now, and if they want to get rid of that rule, they could have. I don't like that rule a whole lot. I think there should be some sort of tweak to it. But there doesn't seem to be any interest to get rid of it, so it's it's here to stay. The players, and, if they didn't like it, they could have said something. And didn't I read that Tampa was even against that rule two or three years ago? And, you know, so for people to whine about it, I just, I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, lastly, about the Stanley Cup, any thoughts on how the Habs did? Um, is it, uh, you know, a credit to them for even making it this far? Was it a fluke? Um, is this the last time Price and Weber see the finals? What do you guys think? Start with the, we'll go with Dan this time. We'll let Craig uh, build up his team. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Habs in the off season. Um, but you know, like throughout the entire series that, well, each series that I watched with the Habs winning, I was saying, yeah, the other teams just got priced. They got priced. And then it came down to Tampa and they got Vasilevsky. So like, you know, they, they had a really good run. Price was fantastic. Um, their defense was a shutdown defense. They weren't scoring a ton of goals, which I think, um, you know, especially in the Tampa series kind of hurt them, uh, well, lost them the cup, but, uh, they had a good run. I think, um, next season they, it all depends. It all depends on how price is doing, where he is. If he's still with the team, I think they could go deep again. Craig. Uh, well, like you were saying about Shea Weber, uh, it sounds like he might be done for his career. Um, at, at that age, what is he, 35, 36 at this point? To take an there. entire season off, like that's 
that's got to be hard to come back. Like, I remember at the trade deadline, they were talking about, like, Nick Foligno and Eric Stahl taking off seven days or 14 days and trying to get back into game mode to come back and play. Imagine a guy at 35 taking off an entire season. The way that he plays, even if he comes back, what is he going to be? What kind of player will he be? Like, the next season, it's going to be hard, and he's not a fast guy as it is. So, I, you know, best of luck for Shea Weber, but I think the writing's on the wall that that might be the end of his career. That's crazy. But, That's uh, crazy. And But, yeah, for the rest of the team, like like you were saying, that they, they couldn't score in that final round, and that's been Montreal's problem the entire time. Um, you know, Cole Caulfield, or Gold Caulfield, as they've been calling him, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> you know, he dried up in the final round. Um, Josh Anderson, you know, he had a couple big goals there in that one game that they won. But he, you know, he was, fair, it seems like he was fairly invisible. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I didn't really watch this. I kind of kept track of the games as they went along. But it, again, it was their downfall that they couldn't score. They had, you know, they've got good defense. They've got good, uh, good goaltending and Tampa can score Tampa. They can score. They can defend. They've got the best goalie in the league with Andre Vasilevsky. I'm not going to listen to any arguments on that. And they number they one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Yes. <laughs> so I want, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you're wrong about Weber because I, when I chose to do my Kraken draft, I ignored all of the injuries with all of the players. So I have players that may or may not be playing next year. So <laughs> we'll see how that comes when, uh, when I give you my first round of, or my first pair of defense. Exciting. Exciting. That is a great segue to our expansion draft picks. This is the kind of point of this podcast. The expansion draft is this upcoming Wednesday. I don't know about you guys, but I am super excited. I love this GM stuff, armchair GM. You get to hang out and talk about who's going to play for who, and it's like you're playing a video game, and uh, and I find it to be really, really fun. So essentially what uh, every team can either uh, protect three, or sorry, seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or eight skaters and a goalie, which usually means four defensemen, four forwards, which is what the Leafs did, what Tampa did. Right. Um, a lot of teams did seven and three because it's not too often you have you know four defensemen you want to save. Um, the Leafs are lucky that they have literally four forwards, and that's pretty much it. Uh, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> they happen them. to fit right in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so every team they Tampa or Tampa talking too much about Tampa. Seattle gets to take one player from every team. Um, every team has to have at least one what one forward, one defenseman, and one goalie that is eligible to be. Um, drafted, or is it two, three forwards, two defensemen, and one goalie? I think that's it. Either way, there are a certain number of players that need to be uh, exposed. So, you know, going through our list here this year, it looks like the pickings are much slimmer than they were a couple of years ago for Vegas. Seattle is going to have a much harder time putting together a, you know, a quality team. Yeah, and on the Seattle end, they have to, well, they have to pick one player per team, and Vegas is exempt, and that was um, negotiated when Vegas number became a team. <laughs> That's a number one bullshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Seattle has to pick a minimum of 14 forwards, a minimum of nine defense, a minimum of three goalies, uh, and they have to hit a cap floor of $48.9 million. So they can't just pick a bunch of prospects that are kind of in the million-dollar range, they have to get up to at least uh, 48.9, and then obviously they have their max cap hit. 
I'm not sure if they're allowed to go over like the other teams are 10% over the offseason or if or if it has to be 81.5 right now and they can go over later. I I wouldn't think so. I think any team can go that 10% of the offseason because they're they're just a team at this point. I don't think there's anything special to it. Yeah. So Um, interesting. They're they're obviously going to pick some players that are going to go to the minors like they're picking 30 guys only have a 23 person roster. So some of that's going to have to go into either the minors or I guess there's no taxi squad anymore, is there? That was kind of nice. No. Yeah. I I wonder if that uh, gets uh, talked about in the next collective bargaining agreement, something like that. But I guess they didn't really play. If they were on the taxi squad, they weren't even playing in the AHL. So maybe not. No, I I guess that was only because at at the beginning of the season, there was no AHL. Right. And now the players, they still have to go through waivers. So it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so we are going to make a bet. A big bet for this one, probably our last one of the year. And our bet will be a $20 bet. And it is the most draft picks uh, wins. So whoever picks the most, most picks. out of the uh, yeah, I picked thirty, sorry. the most correct <laughs> How many picks, <laughs> you pick <laughs> the most correct draft picks in the expansion draft. Um, we didn't worry about creating a team. We're more focused on who's the most likely to be picked, because you know we might think this guy's most likely likely to be picked, but this other guy has an eighty percent chance of likely being picked, and you can't really take them both. So. We will take them both to try to go for the odds. So we don't have to worry about the salary cap. We don't have to worry about the number of forwards, D or goalie. We're just going with hopefully the most amount of picks uh, that are correct. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through each team alphabetically and give our picks. And if we want to, just a quick 30-second reasoning why we picked that player. If there's no reason, that's okay. Some teams, oof, it was hard. Like, slim pickings indeed. Or, Dallas. yeah, my God. Or a team kind of like the Leafs, they threw out a lot of options so that they only lose one, and then they're probably still okay. Uh, let's say let's do the Leafs last, just because this is a Leafs podcast. Gents, are you ready? Yes. Ready as I'll ever be. Excellent. Okay, start off with the Anaheim, not Mighty Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks. I picked uh, Sonny Milano. I've heard his name a bunch. Uh, I think he was drafted by Columbus, and then he got traded to Anaheim somehow, I think. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, he seems like a, a solid prospect. So I just went with a prospect to start off. Uh, Craig? Uh, I've got defenseman Hayden Fleury. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he came from Carolina at some point. Um, another name I know has been thrown around a few times in trade talk. Um, I don't, there's a lot of players and that, that can be picked. A lot of these exposed guys, I don't really know a whole lot about. So I'm, I kind of just went on, you know, I know that name. He, his name's been thrown around a few times. So yeah, Hayden Flurry. Dan. So, so I actually picked Anaheim last. So I had a little bit of conflict. I had a, a bunch of cap room left and I thought, you know what? I'm going to take Adam Henrique because, you know, he's he's a veteran. He's a little bit older. Yes. Uh, but he's got a solid points year after year after year. And I figured, yeah, let's go for it. I, I was tossing up between Flurry and Henrique. I was thinking that five million dollar cap hit uh, just because I've got a handful of other players. I think that they might take first um, that have those bigger cap hits. And, uh, you know, I think Henrique is getting down to the end of his uh, contract, if I'm not mistaken. He's got uh, three years left. Yeah. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> older, older guy, but definitely a, a producer for sure. Okay, moving on to mm-hmm. Arizona. 
For Arizona, I picked the forward Christian Christian Fisher. I think he was uh, a first-round draft pick. Uh, he's been kind of developing a little bit. I noticed that the majority of Arizona's uh, D-men, who would definitely be good on an expansion team, however, they are UFAs this year, so a little harder to uh, to re-sign. So Christian Fisher for me from Arizona. I also so, have Christian Fisher. As do I. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Okay, cancel Young that guy, one out. Cheap, Sim- similar and reasoning. a good player. Yeah. I also yeah, needed a right wing. <laughs> he also didn't have a lot of picks, a lot of players to pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of UFAs for Arizona, but that's probably by design, and that's why they traded Aiden Hill so they could protect Darcy Kemper, who has one year left on his uh, contract. Anti Ranta doesn't. You know, decent goalie, but he's had some injury trouble. But, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was an interesting trade with um, San Jose. Maybe they, they can get some, some actual goaltending in San Jose now. Uh, Boston. <laughs> I had Andre Kasha originally uh, with the Anaheim Ducks did really, really well. And Boston picked him up for the trade deadline, I think, in 2020 before uh, everything shut down. I was kind of surprised that they didn't uh, protect him. I think he's still an RFA this year. And uh, and I've always uh, really liked him. I think I drafted him in my NHL draft when I uh, like NHL 2020, uh, the video game. And I did the... Uh, Oklahoma City shit wins, kind of a combination of <laughs> Oklahoma and Trailer Park Boys and tornadoes and stuff. And I think I drafted Andre Kasha from either Boston or Anaheim. So that that, that name or that yeah that team might come back a couple times. Craig, uh, I got big body Nick Ritchie. I uh, you know another power forward moved around. I think he came from Anaheim originally, but. Uh, I he was a Peter Repeat, wasn't he? Nick yes, Ritchie? he was. I met him actually. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, th- there you go. Oh, when you're working out the golf course. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked Nick Critchie, and uh, you know, I I think this team, you know, every team's looking for some big guys, so he will slot in probably on that. I don't know, second, third line. Um, yeah. So I I as a general rule try to not consider Boston as a team so I don't you know read anything about them or know anything about them and so I actually went through a bit of scouting reports to get to get my answer I picked Curtis Lazar he's cheap he's young uh not fantastic stats but again I put him as my one of my extra defense um I figure he's got time to develop and uh you know other people see stuff in him so you know I'll just follow them okay so we're gonna pause here for a second did you say Curtis Lazar yeah yeah He's a forward. He's a forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said D. He's a defense. Did oh, I say or, defense? Or is he a d- yeah, you said defense. You said def- We're not talking about Nick Robertson here. <laughs> no, I did. Did I really say defense? I'm, <laughs> yeah, you I'm did. looking okay. at the thing. I meant for. Sorry. I wasn't sorry. sure if you thought he was a defenseman or you said defenseman by accident. No, no, no. If I if I said forward, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I'm actually like looking at the Boston team right now. I no, you, know you didn't forward. say forward. Gotcha. That was gotcha. the problem. Okay. That's funny. Okay, well, okay, this this just in. Daniel does not know the difference between a forward and a defenseman. The defense are the ones that shoot the puck a lot, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Correct. Then I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that the, wearing the big pads. Yeah, Curtis Lazar did okay in uh in Buffalo and Boston when he got traded to Boston. So not a bad pick there. Speaking of yeah, no, Buffalo. I, I was happy with it. What a terrible team, Buffalo. Oh my god. Like who do you even pick from next? this team? So yeah, Buffalo's I, next. Yeah. So can you, 
Can Seattle just say hard pass? Yeah. <laughs> just, no, we're good. You guys can keep your players. That's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I went with Cody Eakin. He was really the only name that I thought had any value or any, uh, you know, previously good experience that wasn't on an expiring contract. So, yeah, Cody Eakin for me. So I, I picked, uh, I as you know, I don't watch a lot of Buffalo hockey, uh, but I picked Who one does? the the nicest <laughs> cap hit for the funniest name. So I picked uh, Zemgus Gergensen. Gergensen! And, <laughs> and, you know, again, decent stats year over year. Uh, he's been with Buffalo a long time. It's probably a good time for him to change. He's a bigger guy. Um, so I went with him. All right, this is where I played a bit of uh, armchair GM on this one. So I picked the untouchable Jeff Skinner. No. Thinking that they can use a little bit of, uh, you know, that extra cap room, expecting that they're not going to be a great team for the first couple years. What I would do is I would pick up Jeff Skinner. I would retain, trade him, retain some salary, and bring in a crap ton of assets for him. Because he is a good, he's a decent player if he's making six million dollars. Retain three million dollars for the next what is it five years six a years? years. So it's not yeah. it's not a ton, but you can bring back a lot of assets for that. You might be able to get you know another second line guy, maybe a first round pick, because people are going to want Jeff Skinner, but not for nine million dollars. This is where they should use their money, use that cap space they'll have for the next couple of years to be able to bring in those assets. I don't know about that one, Craig. Jeff Skinner is not good anymore. He's been on the fourth line for a couple of years. Buffalo. Okay. J- just gonna say buff. Just gonna say Buffalo. I think. Like, yeah. Like who, who does he have to play with? Yeah. He's got Jack Eichel, who's injured, and literally nothing else. I think it, he would have to play at least one year in Seattle and get some kind of stats up, and then maybe do what you're saying. And, and that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But also, there is a Ken Holland in the league. Ah, so. yes, of course, of course. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Previously known as uh, Peter Shirelli. <laughs> I swear it's the same guy, and he's it's... just lost some weight and shaved his mustache. How? How? <laughs> and How? got that anti-Botox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Calgary Flames. This one is interesting for sure. I had I, I paused for a second on this one, just because I did see Oliver Shillington on there. Uh, he's a he's a, a really good defenseman and is a lot younger, but I went for it. I went Mark Giordano. Me too. Yeah. You know, I, I almost did, and then I went for Lucic right at the end. Oh, fine. I, I figured. Mm. I I figured he, he's declined a bit in years. He's far enough away from his time being with Boston that I can accept him onto a team I am going to follow. Um, and you know, he's a veteran and he's still playing well. So, you know, get a little bit of, of age on the first or second line and let him play. Yeah, I think yeah, see, I, I went with Giordano. I think that he's just going to solid, you know, solidify that top or second pairing. And, uh, you know, he's another, a room guy with one year left on his contract. He's going to create a culture in that team. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lee could do the, a similar thing, obviously not for the defense, but you know, be a leader and create culture. So I was, uh, I was, I was between the two for sure. All right, Carolina, a decent amount of players available. Dougie Hamilton, obviously a, a UFA, so I highly doubt he's going to get picked. And then a, a a couple UFA goalies that we're big fans of, or at least one we're a big fan of. But for this one, I went with uh, Jake Bean. 
um, RFA this year, I think. And uh, he was a high draft pick uh, defenseman. And kind of surprised he was he was left unprotected, but I guess you know Carolina's got quite a few uh, guys going on, so he was my pick uh, for Carolina. Yeah, Carolina has like twelve quality NHL defensemen. Um, I also picked Bean. Um, I, another guy I know. I've, again, I've seen his name being RFA. I've seen his name thrown around a few times in the last couple weeks. Um, again, I don't know a whole lot about him, but. If he's a defenseman for Carolina, chances are he is going to be a solid, uh, solid pickup. Yeah. So for me, Carolina gave me all of the feels uh, with Reimer and Gardner, and I had to go with a little bit of nostalgia and pick Gardner. I know he's old. I know he's w- making way too much money than he should be, but I, I had to go with him. I see. I didn't. I wasn't looking at injuries. I made a point okay. to not look at injuries and to to ignore them. Um, you know, even though they will factor in, of course, uh, but I kind of wanted to build the team like that I thought might happen, but also part of the team that I wanted to happen. So fair enough. In worst case scenario, he may be the, uh, the Leafs best friend in LTIR space for, uh, for Seattle. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Worst case if he is injured. Okay. Chicago, not as many available players, it seems, but you know, still checked off, uh, everything. Um, I went with Calvin DeHaan. He's been in the league a while. Um, solid defenseman. I think he would line up, you know, either in a, a second pair role or um, he could even go with Giordano. He could be uh, as kind of a defensive defenseman to just be solid on the team. I picked Nikita Zadorov, and I've got no explanation for that. Big guy. Defenseman. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong yeah, with it. Defenseman. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I kind of did the same thing. Um, I picked uh, Ryan Carpenter mostly because I needed to fill out a little bit of forward action on my on my draft team. So, you know, small cap hit, well, relatively small cap hit, and uh, right winger, which I needed, and he's still got a contract next year. So Nice. Uh, Colorado. Wow. There are a yeah, significant well, amount of players here that are quite good and I think would kind of fit what Vegas did. They were able to get a bunch of second line guys and Colorado is ripe for the picking. I'm looking at uh Comfer, Donskoy, obviously Landeskog, but he's a UFA, Brandon Saad, another UFA, Soderberg, uh, and then your you, the defense was a little thin because they traded Ryan Graves and that obviously would have been a, a solid pickup there. Um but I think yeah, these second line Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't go with Landeskog because the UFA thing. I think Landeskog's going to pick and choose. I think he's going to pick the Avalanche eventually, but um, uh, you never know. I went with JT Comfer. It was between Comfer and Donskoy for me. I think Comfer's, uh, you know, he's good. So that was my guy. And I flipped the coin and went with Donskoy. Yep. Yeah. Right. I, I flipped an even bigger coin and I picked Colorado second from last. So I just needed a goalie. So I picked uh, Jonas Johansson. Hey, <laughs> so why not? we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's a good goalie, <laughs> and he's young, and he costs almost nothing. So why not give it a shot? Yep. Cool. Fair. Third third goalie, maybe? Yep. Easy peasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not my starter. He's my extra, extra goalie. Yep. Okay, Columbus. On to my uh, first-line center, uh, Max Domi. <laughs> Going to be yeah, on baby. his what? 
fourth team or his fifth team or something. I can't believe he's jumped around this much, but uh, you know, maybe maybe he finally gets that Arizona center role to Montreal or somewhere in between there. Uh, no, I guess this 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 would be his fourth team if he were to get picked up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Arizona, Montreal, then Columbus. <clears throat> Didn't see a lot of other players going on here. I really thought it was uh, either Merz Lincoln's or um, Corpusalo, but I guess Merz Lincoln's is exempt, so easy for uh, yeah, easy for Columbus there. And obviously the the tragedy that happened to uh, Kiv Lincoln's, and I'm not sure if he would have been mm-hmm. exempt or not, but uh, I think so. Yeah. So uh, Columbus, I went with Max Domi. Yeah, yep, me, me too. too. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have much else to pick. I, I think that wasn't gonna... a tough choice. No, uh, Max Domi, who is fantastic at taking a face off and then punching the other guy in the back of the head after the uh, puck drops. <laughs> His greatest skill. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, and he's only going to get better from here. At that, <laughs> harder punches. <laughs> On to, uh, I think, one of the hardest teams to pick from. Uh, again, checking all the boxes, but doesn't have a lot of quality players. If you look at their protected list, like that protected list is stacked. But uh, everybody else, not not really sure. So Dallas, I picked uh, Andre uh, Sekera. I don't know. Defenseman, a little older, sure, but had a, a little bit of term at a relatively cheap value. I think it was 1.5. And and I don't know a whole lot about the rest of them. So Dallas, I went with Sekera. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> well, that makes three of us. I did too. <laughs> you know no what? way. <laughs> and, on that, and on that one, I Which bounced is back weird. and forth. At first, I had um, Bishop as my goalie. Yeah. And then I thought, okay. uh, you know what? He's had some injury issues over the last few years, and it is a pretty hefty contract. And then I went with Alexiak, and I went, oh, wait, no, he is a UFA. Um, which, you know, I'm just going to say right now, I really want Toronto to sign. Yep. Um, and yeah, then I went with the defenseman Zakara. Why not? Why not? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did it also. I then saw his age after, and then I thought, eh, but again, Dallas has so little to pick from. It was, uh, yeah, he's a little bit older, isn't he? 35. Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah. Still got some years. Maybe. Okay. Let's uh, pick this up a bit. We'll go Detroit. A uh, couple players to choose from. Uh, quite a few UFAs. I went with Evgeny Sveshnikov, not Andrei Sveshnikov. I've heard a couple good things about him, and uh, he'd be a good prospect to maybe get on the fourth line or just fill up the AHL for now. Yeah, so uh, I, would... I... Go ahead, Dan. Okay. I picked uh, Chris and Jew. And I figured he's a good extra to have. He's a little bit younger, so he's got a small cap hit. He's an RFA. Uh, I didn't really know who to pick from Detroit. I haven't followed Detroit in years, so I and I didn't need a forward at that point. Juice. Nice. I picked uh, Troy Stetcher. Uh, you know, a fairly young right-handed defenseman. Um, I know he, again, his name was linked to Leafs there for a little while when they were looking for a uh, right-handed defenseman. Um, again, fairly, you know, younger guy, fairly low cap hit has a you know a year or two left on his contract. So, you know, I, I needed some right-handed defensemen. I think you're going to win that one, Craig. You kind of flew under the radar for me, actually. Uh, Edmonton, quite a few RFAs on this one. Definitely a lot of UFAs, mm-hmm. including Tyson Berry. Yeah. Oscar Clefbaum is oft injured. Um, 
their goalies. The only one available that had contract was Koskinen, and I highly doubt they'll take him. So I went with a forward on this one. I didn't go James Neal. I know he was drafted by Vegas, but I think the the cap hit is too much. So I went with uh, Dominic Cahoon. I think he's an RFA. However, uh, I think he'll re-sign, no problem. And uh, he's just he's a solid middle six, bottom six forward. Cahoon for me. Dan? I stayed with my and and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his name Kiara, I think or Kyra or something like that. Yeah, uh, so I went with him. Um, I I liked going with a lot of younger guys. I I have a feeling that if Seattle's going to draft older guys, they're going to be you know the and obviously not Thornton, but the the Thorntons of the league, you know, to get a little bit of veteran status on that team. Um, the so low, yeah, yeah, low cap hit. Um, I needed a center, and I needed uh, someone from Edmonton. Yeah, he's okay. I also picked Jujar Kara. Um, I remember that one series against Toronto, when, or when Toronto swept Edmonton in those three games, and he was the only guy that looked like a decent player on that team over those three games. You know, big guy, you know, plays fairly well. Uh, again, we'll fit into that bottom six well for, uh, for a team like Seattle. Nice. On to Florida, which I think is an automatic pick for all of us, especially after the news today. Uh, Seattle is approaching a deal with Chris Drieger, a goalie from Florida. I think it was uh, 3.5 or something. Um, So if Seattle and Drieger come to an agreement before the expansion draft, that counts as Florida's pick. And whether they do before the expansion draft or not, I think think they'll pick him anyway. Um, A couple other players on... On Florida, that looked great, but uh, Drieger, he's been a solid starting goalie sometimes because uh, Bobrovsky's been better than terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, uh, let's move on to L.A. here. Also, I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, there's a huge gap in the alphabet in the NHL between F and L. Uh, I don't know if that's just because <laughs> cities, not not <laughs> cities are not named, you know, starting with that those couple letters, but uh, huge gap. Uh, Los Angeles, I went with Kale Clegg on defense. Um, <clears throat> Up-and-coming defenseman, I think. I think I saw something about him once, and I went, sure. Everyone else I found to have too high of a cap hit, including Jonathan Quick, so I don't think he's going to get picked. You're probably right about Quick. Um, I went with uh, Brendan Lemieux on that one, actually. Yeah. I And this was more, I needed a left wing. And I needed um, something under the cap of $3 million, so I went with him. And it was either between L.A. or, who was it, Nashville I was getting that from, I think. Cool. So, yeah. Shot in the dark, but we'll see. Uh, just a second. I'm just trying to pull up my list here. I picked Andreas and at the CU. Yeah. Um, I nice. believe he is an RFA this year. I'm just double-checking yep. that because I feel like he wasn't an, a UFA. Yeah, you know, a guy that, you know, Edmonton paid a lot to get last year and just let walk and sign that one-year contract with L.A. And, I, you know, L.A. didn't have a great season this year, and I think he's a good player that they'll be able to re-sign at a decent contract because of, uh, you know, just because of circumstances. L.A. also has Martin Frick. That's the best Frick. last name ever. <laughs> F-R-K, no vowels. Frick. <laughs> who I That's believe awesome. I, didn't uh, even notice that. I think he won the hardest slap shot a couple of years ago in the AHL and had a harder, a higher number than um, 
Chara. No way. It, yeah, but it it didn't count officially, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I remember seeing that and just like, holy crap. Fun. On to Minnesota. And I cannot believe they left this goalie exposed. They picked Tam- Cam Talbot to uh, protect, and I, I couldn't believe it. Is it a typo or something? So, as Seattle should, I scooped up Kapo Kakinen in goal. Like mm-hmm. He's supposed to be an up-and-coming goalie, and he was solid for them this year as well when they did a tandem with, with Talbot. I, I can't believe they kept Talbot instead of Kakinen. So, I, I hope they scoop up Kakinen and, and either use him or sell him. I have so to admit I, I didn't I, see that, or I would have I would have done that too. I, I'm in the same boat as you, Craig. I needed defense, and I didn't even think of goalies for Minnesota, and so I went with Carson Soucy. Um, he's he, got he uh, oh, that's a good yeah, pick. He's growing his stats. He's not a huge cap hit, and uh, you know we'll see. Hmm. Yep. I I had Susie too. Nice. Okay. Here we go. This is the one. This is the one. Montreal. This is the only one I went with what I want as opposed to what I think will happen. <laughs> I pick Carey Price. Like, why Why wouldn't you? Other than yeah, the extreme right. cap hit, for sure, like, all-star goalie. Like, Canada's goalie. And a possible injury. So what? He's going to be okay yeah. in a year or something. Like, Carey Price. That's, that's yeah. who I picked. <laughs> yeah. And his wife's from Washington, and he played uh, in Washington in the WHL, so he's got connections there. Crazy. Now, did you see about the tweet his wife sent out saying, don't worry, Montreal? That's why I didn't pick him, Yeah, because I just can't see that happening. Um, I went with Weber. I ignored injuries, as I said, um, and I needed the first-round defense, so I went with Weber on that. I guess they could pick Weber literally just for the LTIR, knowing that he's probably either done <laughs> well, or yeah. or uh, at yep. least gone, done for a year. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. And and you know Montreal still gets the cap space. They would have got the LTIR, but what you know what's the difference? Uh, so we're going big on Montreal. Uh, uh, now- I went. I did not go big. I went with. Oh, Kulak, you didn't. Okay, sorry. Actually, Kulak. Yeah. Nice. I. I- you know, I want to see Carey Price. I think it might be Carey Price, but at the same time, I think they might shy away from the, from that cap hit. I don't. I I really don't know. I so I went with Kulak. You know, he had a decent uh, decent playoffs there for Montreal. Yeah, uh, has at least another year under contract. So, yeah, I figure, other than those two big guys, it was either going to be Kulak or or Byron or Druen. But Druen, you know, a little up in the air right now. So, not sure there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville, I don't know anything about this player. However, for some reason, I've heard his name a bunch. Uh, Callie uh, Yarncrook, uh, I heard mm-hmm. that Nashville was on the fence on uh, protecting him, and they decided not to. I know Duchesne's out there and Johansson are out there, but I think their contracts are way too big for any team. So I went with uh, Callie Yarncrook for Nashville. Dan? Yeah, Nashville was tough for me. I don't follow Nashville nearly as closely as I should have for this. Uh, but I went with Rocco Grimaldi. Uh, a couple reasons, his age, his uh, position, but also the cap hit was pretty small. And he seems to be improving as he goes. So nice. he's been on Nashville for three years. Change would probably do him good, I hope. 
So for this one, I went with the dressing room guy with uh, Mark Borowiecki, you know, Borough Cop. And again, he's, you know, a decent, you know, bottom bottom pair, second pair defenseman. Um, But what I've heard when he was in Ottawa that the the teammates love him. So, you know, I just went with that uh, personality necessarily over, you know, playing ability on that one. He got only one year left on his contract, $2 million. So it's a pretty safe pickup. Nice, nice. On to New Jersey. Uh, I started with Subban. I, I really wanted Subban Price, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I looked at my cap hit, and I was like ten million dollars over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know we're not dealing with a cap, but that's probably definitely not going to happen. So um, looked around a little bit more. Uh, I did miss Andreas Janssen there until just now even though I think his cap hit might still be a little too much for Seattle to take. So I went with uh, David Quinville, probably just a rookie, up-and-comer, notice the last name. That's all I had. (laughs) Craig? Go ahead, Dan. Oh, I had uh, Andreas Janssen. I did pick him. Cool. You know, that $3.5 million. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... (laughs) <laughs> I was looking at my list and I, you know, I originally also had Subban. I looked at my list and went, they are, my team is bottom or top six light. I didn't have a lot of top <laughs> six def- or forwards. So I think that he could fill in that top six. So I did take Subban. I went for the, the giant cap hit, the dressing room guy, but also I really like him. I mean, he's, how do you not like Subban as a player and as a human? So I had to take him. I think it'd be a smart I like him move. As a player, I like him as a human. I don't like his back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not body shaming. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, I think it would be a really good move for Seattle to pick up Subban because he's such a, a presence in the media and online. Like, he's got his podcast, which yeah. I hear is really good. Uh, he had a, a small deal with uh, NBC on TV while the playoffs were happening and, and he wasn't in it. I see that as a, you know, a career later on for sure. Um, oh, yeah. why not bring him in to be the voice of Seattle to start off and Subban Weber, that would be the best. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> that would be the best. Oh man. Uh, New York Open Islanders, New York Islanders, uh, they left Josh Bailey and Jordan Eberle uh, exposed. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Yeah, I was yeah, really I surprised. Up Eberle there, <laughs> and I also uh, noticed that they're a little bit older too. They're they're on the wrong side of thirty, but still definitely uh, producing. So I picked Jordan Eberle. He's one of my highest paid guys, and I said, "Yep, we're we're going with this to get some get some top guys." Yeah, I did the same. I- yeah, I figured they might be able to catch lightning in a bottle with uh, Eberly. Why not? Hey, I just saw Dimitro wow. Timoshov. What a guy. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, New York Rangers. Maybe a little slim pickings here. Barclay Goudreau's there, but they literally just traded for him, and he's a UFA, so I don't expect uh, that to happen. There's speculation about Tony D'Angelo. Maybe there's a side deal or something, but that's I'm not sure too many people oh, want to touch that. that. Yeah. So I, I went off the board a little bit, I think. Maybe, I don't know, Julian Gauthier. I think I've heard of him up and coming. So uh, I went with him for New York. I did the same, Kyle. Um, and actually <laughs> for this, I had to go 
to like I pretty much pulled up the stats for almost every available player here and had to pick it that way because I just had no idea with New York. Yeah. Um, and Goche is who I landed on. He's 23. He makes no money. Um, and he's an RFA, so why not? You know what? I was thinking that, you know, a new team like this, that might be the time to take a chance on Anthony D'Angelo. But I said, screw that. Screw that guy. Uh, I went with Keith Kincaid, the goalie. I figured he might be a, you know, a half decent third goalie for, uh, um, for Seattle. Nice. Or another guy that, uh, has a year left on his contract and they could flip. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of goalies in Ottawa, I'd say Ottawa, they had a lot of goalies available. They have four goalies available. Mm-hmm. Joey Decord, Anton Forsberg, who they got uh, through waivers this year and did quite well for them, or at least he beat the Leafs once. Uh, Marcus Hogberg, who was very good this year until he got injured. And obviously Matt Murray, who was not great this year, but has two Stanley Cups. So uh, lots of options on goal. Uh, a couple forwards that are either expiring or get paid too much in Ottawa. But I went with Marcus Hogberg. I thought he played really, really well. It is a shame that he did have to be uh, exposed. However, I think Ottawa picks the right goalie to protect in Gustafson. I think he's going to be a rock star. Yeah. So yeah. I think Seattle takes Hogberg either to flip or to be a, a backup. So you you mentioned Murray. I did take Murray. Um, he didn't play terribly well last year, but he also didn't have a terribly good team in front of him. Um, he was a lot better, uh, when he was playing with Pittsburgh. And so I think that, uh, you know, if he gets a good team in front of him again, he can make something happen. It was also a big cap hit. So it was a tough one for me, but I went with him. See, I can see Seattle picking Matt Murray if, uh, there was a side deal with Ottawa to take him. They would have to be giving Mm. him, you know, giving them a third or something to take that contract. Um, it's a lot of years at six, six and a quarter million. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I did also pick a goalie. I did. I went with Joey Decord. I figured it was kind of a toss up between the three. Yeah. Ottawa kind of shot themselves in the foot this year. Well, not really with all the injuries. They had to play five goalies. Um, and this is just why they have so many guys that are exposed. But um, yeah, I went with Decord. I find that it, you know, very agreeable. Yep. On to Philadelphia. Couple big names exposed in Philadelphia: James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Voracek, Gostas Bear, Brian Elliott. Um, you could go with Elliott's Lauren. UFA. Elliott's UFA. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. But I, I went with a big dog here. Uh, Voracek could be a side deal, you know, to to get rid of his cap hit sort of thing. I hear it's been troublesome in Philly for Voracek in the past couple of years, but he's still putting up points. He's still a decent player, I think. So Seattle taking Voracek for me. Yeah, that's a good choice. I I went with Gossel Spear. I I don't know. I went basically on stats here as well, um, but also I, I wasn't really sure with Philly. I wanted uh, I wanted to go nostalgic with uh, Van Riemsdyk, but mm-hmm. I didn't need a forward, and it just wasn't going to work at seven and a half or seven million. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, I also picked Gossel Spear. I think he can really use a change in scenery. Yeah, he had that great rookie season and. He has been trending in the wrong way for the last couple of seasons, but I think that, you know, the talent doesn't go away. So I think just with a new change of scenery, maybe the new team, um, different culture that hopefully he'll shine. Plus with defense, they just get better as they get older, right? That's the thing. Like the thing. young defensemen are usually, they don't <laughs> have the defense part of their 
game yet. And I'm hoping Gostas Bear, you know, a couple of years in the league, um, gone through those hard times that he can he can bounce back and have a at least a decent rest of his career. Yeah. And learn from Giordano. Yeah, why not? Yes. Yeah. And Pittsburgh. Weber, apparently. Yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, quite a few names here. Zach Aston Reese, mm-hmm. Evan Rodriguez, Sevier, Brandon Tanev, Jason Zucker's the big guy there. Good guy, Cody Cece. We've had fun with him before. Uh, Casey DeSmith. Effect. Yeah, he is, he's available. Uh, Casey DeSmith was kind of a name. Uh, I was almost surprised to see because Tristan Jari didn't really pan out this year. So I was thinking maybe they do expose him. But uh, I went with Marcus Pedersen on D, and uh, he's got like a $4 million cap hit, but but he deserves that money. I think he's up and coming, getting into his stride. So I went with Marcus Pedersen from Pittsburgh. Well, you mentioned Casey DeSmith, and that's exactly who I took. I mean, decent stats. He's He's the perfect age for a goalie right now and a small cap hit, so I figured why not. And I went with Jason Zucker, a uh, bit of a bit nice. more of a cap hit, but uh, you know another solid player. You know, um, he only went to Pittsburgh what this past season or the season before came over in a trade. Yep. So and that was if, the Galchenyuk you know, trade, right? Yeah. So I think uh, you know he's a big dog. That's a you know a bit of a cap hit, but you know they're going to need guys with the experience like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. San Jose seemed like slim pickings again. A lot of UFAs. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe is yeah, there, really. which is fun, but whatever. Uh, I only went with the name that I kind of knew that wasn't a UFA, uh, Ryan Donato. I think he used to play for uh, Boston, and he used to play for Minnesota, and now he's in San Jose. He's been left unprotected, still young. Go for it. Uh, so I went with a fan favorite, Patrick Marlowe, of course. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I went with <laughs> I went with Matt Nito. Um, he's young. He's got a small cap hit. He's got a couple years left on his contract. And I also didn't tear at that point. Didn't feel like looking up everyone else's stats on <laughs> offense. So fair. I pick. A, I picked a guy I've literally never heard of. Uh, Radam Simek, apparently making two and a half million dollars for the next three years. Yep. Never heard of the guy. I went. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dangle. That's that's how it's Seattle is gonna pick, right? Why so, not? That's not copyrighted, right? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh St. Louis. Also interesting. Uh Tyler Bozak, I think he might be UFA. Kyle Clifford, Mike Hoffman's UFA. Jaden Schwartz, that's an interesting one. Uh Vince Dunn has been on the trade block for a long time. Scandella is pretty good. Uh, but I went with the big dog again. I went with Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. Take a chance. Go for it. He might be injured for a little bit, but he's going to come back with a vengeance, I think. So Tarasenko for me. Me too. Yeah, that's good choice. I went with Vince Dunn. Um, I needed a bit of a smaller cap hit. I really liked his uh, that he's young. Um, his stats are fantastic for the last couple of years for a defenseman, so that's who I went with. Good choice. Yeah, Dunn's choice. in. Uh, he's going to need a big upgrade in uh, salary this year. He is an RFA. He's yeah. probably. I, I guess he's probably going to land in the three and a half to four million dollar range. Does that sound right, oh, Kyle? Not bad. Okay, on to the big Plus, dog. He plays both sides, right? So. On to uh, Tampa right. Bay. Tampa Bay is going to lose a good player, and everyone's happy about this. 
We've got Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Matthew Joseph, Alex Kalorn, Andre Pilat. Uh, defense, they seem to lock up pretty well, but there's Cal Foote. He's a good um, prospect there. Uh, not much else going on that I can see that isn't a UFA. So I, I kind of went under the radar for this one. I went with uh, Matthew Joseph. Uh, he's been on the rise for the past couple of years. I found him to kind of be the next uh, Anthony Sorelli for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the only reason I know about any of these guys is because of fantasy. Um, but I, I think he'd be a really good pickup and is, is primed to be a third or second line even center. Good choice. Good choice. I went with uh, Patrick Maroon, actually. I figured... No way. Know, <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I thought, okay, throw a veteran player on there. He's got three Stanley Cups under his name. Um, he'll be... In a row. He'll have a little bit of, like... Sorry? Three Stanley Cups in a row. Yeah, it, well, yeah, exactly, in a row. <laughs> he'll, he'll be good in the locker room, but also, you know, he's a decent player. He, like... I think where I put him on my lines, I put him on the third line. So it's not like he's spectacular or anything, uh, but he also fit my cap hit at that point, And I uh, left Tampa a little bit late. Okay. So, you know, a bunch of other teams, we were saying that we can flip a coin between one or another. This is literally a dodecahedral die that we need to roll for this team. Yeah. They've got like, what, 12 guys that you could pick that would be good for that team. Um. I picked Yanni Gord, a, a yep. guy that everybody nice. in, the t in the league hates to play against. And, you know, that's the kind of player that you want on your team. And, like, Palat would be a great pickup. Tyler Johnson's not a bad pickup. Alex Klorn, another solid guy. I was between um, Gord and Patrick Maroon as, as well. I thought, same thing, Dan. You are saying that he'd be great in the, uh, in the dressing room. Yeah, a little bit of life in there. Yeah. I think it'll be between Gord and Palat, to be honest. But I, I went under the radar a little bit uh, thinking, you know, why help Tampa by getting rid of some of their cap stuff? So mm -hmm. I went with the, the cheap, good player. I figured Gord was the one that's making the, the, the right amount of money and that that's not really helping them. That's actually going to be subtracting something. Right, right. Uh, Toronto would be next, but we will skip ahead to uh, Vancouver now. Uh, Vancouver, I think this is one of the only UFAs I went for of Vancouver. Not a lot to go off of, I think. But uh, Travis Hamanick is from the area, so I don't think he would mind mm -hmm. going to Seattle. So I had uh, Seattle picking Travis Hamanick on D. Nice. I went with Zach McEwen. He's a young guy, a good center, and he doesn't make a ton of money, so I filled out my cap hit space nicely. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I picked Louis Erickson. No. No. No, I did not pick Louis Okay, no, I did <laughs> You did not. Unless, again, unless the Seattle's throwing them a first-round pick to take that contract this year. Yeah. Um, but, again, I think I think he was injured this year, so he was on LTIR, so it doesn't really affect them. Uh, I actually went with Brayden Holtby on this one. Yeah. Um, nice. Another a guy, a solid goalie, and probably be a backup, but, uh, you know, even for that amount of money. But he's a you know another solid goalie, and Vancouver can stand to lose him. Nice, nice. Uh, speaking of goalies, let's go to Washington. I think this was a tough one for them. They've got two solid goalies. They've even got you know 
kind of three and a half solid goalies because they have Zach Fucali, who was really good in the World Juniors a couple years ago. Uh, but they chose to protect Samsonov and left Vitek Vanacek available, and he kind of held Washington's season together this past year. So I had Seattle taking Vitek Vanacek in goal from the Washington Capitals. Nice. Good choice. I went with uh, Justin Schultz. I needed some defense, and he fit the cap. And I like a little bit of... Uh, I like my defense a little bit older, you know? You know what? I'm... I'm, I'm... I picked somebody. I'm going to change my pick right now, and I look a little bit closer. I'm going to pick Brendan Dillon, um, another you know a stay-at-home defenseman, big guy, got a couple years left on his contract for you know four million dollars is not a bad one. I think he can fit onto that top pair because um, D is pretty slim right now. Um, originally, I had Nick Dowd, a you know a bottom six guy, not making a lot of money, had a pretty decent round for um, for Washington this year, but yeah, I'm going to go with Brendan Dillon. All right, guys. Shea Weber, Carey Price, Alex Ovechkin on the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> and not a, not a lot of cap space for everybody else, but I think it would be the best thing ever. <laughs> well, geez, yeah. Ovi signed a one-year contract for, you know, a butt-ton of money, um, take a year off and play in the Olympics, and then see where he is, you know, the year after that. Wow. That'd be, that'd be crazy. Uh, last team uh, before Toronto, we've got the Winnipeg Jets. Couple players available that they uh, unfortunately weren't able to protect, and they did decide to protect Logan Stanley, their up and coming um, <clears throat> kind of defensive prospect who is a bear. He's freaking huge. Had to leave mm-hmm. Sammy Niku out, uh, Dylan DeMello out, Mason Appleton. Uh, Matthew Perot and I went with Dylan DeMello. He just got a uh, a contract recently. He's been solid on D for the Winnipeg Jets. Another, you know, one of those couple players that has just held Winnipeg together after losing like three of their decor. So Dylan DeMello for me from Winnipeg. That was also my pick, Kyle. Good choice. And I had Mason Appleton, uh, the forward. Um, you know, has a year left on his contract and nine nine hundred thousand gonna be an RFA next season. He had a, a you know, he was noticeable when he played against the Leafs. That's kinda how I, you know, with these te- a lot of these Canadian players. Did I notice them when they play against Leafs? Yes. Mason Appleton was a pretty decent third or fourth line guy for Edmonton. I think he was slot well into uh Seattle. Awesome. We are finally at the one that we've all been waiting for, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who we love so much. So <laughs> <Do> we, much. <laughs> do we need a conversation about that? <laughs> not <laughs> figure this one out. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We're gonna we're gonna let that still brew a bit. Uh lots of UFAs obviously on Toronto. Looking at uh, Nick Felino, Alex Galcheniak, Zach Hyman, Riley Nash. Uh, Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza just got locked up to a, a year, and Simmons to two. Highly doubtful that they're going to get picked. Joe Thornton's a UFA. Zach uh, Bogosian's a UFA. Ben Hutton, I think, is a UFA. Oh, my God, Martin Marincin's there? Hey, Seattle, you want some Martin Marincin? He's good. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I swear. Um, Frederick Anderson, UFA, and David Riddick, UFA. So highly unlikely that any of those players are taken unless there's already been a deal on this side, maybe with Zach Hyman. Um, so it's kind of be. Th- 
I know. It's kind of between, I would say, three players. That is the the media yeah. and Twitter consensus, Alexander Kerfoot and Travis Dermott on D, and then newly acquired Jared McCann from yep. Pittsburgh. And Jared uh, McCann came over in a trade with Pittsburgh, sending a seventh-round pick in 2023 the other way. And uh, Philip Hollander, who actually came to the Leafs in the Kasperi Kapanen trade. So he's going back to Pittsburgh, which is actually the second player that's gone from Pittsburgh to yeah. Toronto and then back to Pittsburgh, which is kind of interesting. I was going to say, it, uh, Kapanen came from Pittsburgh for Phil Kessel, then went back to Pittsburgh and got Hollander, who went back to Pittsburgh for McCann. Can Pittsburgh just not decide if they want to stay or go with guys? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Trade him. It, oh, it, damn it. I want it back. <laughs> it's, uh, it's between those three guys, I would say. Alexander Kerfoot has the highest cap hit of all the players that are uh, available at 3.5 million. ceiling, too. Yeah, yeah. Highest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Jared yeah, McCann making just under Alex Kerfoot at uh, 2.94. And uh, Travis Dermott just got a new deal. Uh, 1.5 mil for the next two years, I believe. So the cap hits are not super low, um, but the players, I'd say, are super good. My opinion on this is that the Leafs kind of went with, uh, you know, we'll give you lots of options and we'll still be okay no matter who you take. On defense, we'll be fine. Maybe we'll add Dougie Hamilton. Please, please, please. Um, <laughs> you know, losing only Alexander Kerfoot would have hurt. A little bit. It would have given us a little bit of cap room, but we're definitely missing a second or third line center uh, or winger. Yeah. And and I think Jared McCann fills that gap, whether Alexander Kerfoot mm -hmm. stays or goes, or Kerfoot or sorry, or McCann gets picked, and then we get to keep Kerfoot, and he's been relatively solid for us overall. So I went with Kerfoot. I think the original idea was that they were going to lose Kerfoot, and I think that's still going to be the consensus, but. I'm also okay if they lose McCann or Dermott. I'd like them to keep McCann because I just want to see what he's what he's going to do on the Leafs. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my my pick is is Kerfoot to get some of that cap space. Yep, I also went with Kerfoot. I think he's undervalued right now, as you guys said earlier. Uh, he's still young. He had a decent season. He's fun to watch. Um, and I would also kind of like to see what McCann can do. Um, and I think it's probably more likely they're going to go with Kerfoot. But see, I, I tossed a coin. I think they'll go with McCann uh, mm. solely because he's a little bit younger and he is making a little bit less. His cap hit is half a million dollars less. Um, I don't. I don't really know. I think can, can I think McCann can play center I, I, better than Kerfoot. Uh, that's what I've heard. I know. I heard that he was playing second line center for Pittsburgh for chunks last season. Um, and we've seen that, you know, Kerfoot is better at the wing than he is on the at, at center. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. I'd love to see McCann see what he can do. But Kerfoot is also a great penalty killer. And that That's is something true. that we and I, I've heard that McCann doesn't kill penalties. He, it just, he just doesn't. He's, so a, he's a good power there, play guy. There's a, fair. I, I saw that he well, does have that. a good shot. <laughs> And Kerfoot has no shot. He is another Mikheyev. He's got yeah. pretty much nothing. Actually, you know what? I think Kerfoot's got a good shot, just literally never shoots. Yeah. So Toronto needs guys that will shoot the effing puck. 
and hopefully <laughs> literally anybody they've got like 20 passers in Matthews so yeah and maybe there's there was already a, a side deal set up with Seattle and and the Leafs are like okay they're gonna take Kerfoot because we gave them a little bit extra so we're gonna get McCann to take Kerfoot's spot and we and we feel okay about that and we're gonna take yeah. McCann when when he's you know available because uh Pittsburgh wanted to get something back because he probably would have got taken if uh, if Pittsburgh mm-hmm. left him left him available. Well, I don't know. Marcus Pedersen's great. Casey DeSmith is great. I don't know. True. That's that still would have been up in the air for me. They obviously felt that he was good enough that he would have been taken. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. All right, gentlemen, that was fun. That was a long time, but that was fun. It was really cool digging into uh, a lot of other teams around the league and digging into some players that we're not uh, quite as familiar with, creating potentially a team or at least trying to bet on on who might get picked. The expansion draft is on Wednesday. We're hoping to maybe get together for the first time uh, in the pandemic uh, to watch it, see how that goes, and uh, and and see if uh, see who wins this last twenty dollar bet. And then we will finally pay out. And and Dan, you took a you took a second mortgage, right? I did. Yeah, I got it all lined up, ready to go. So okay. I've got the a stack of bills and a briefcase. Uh, whenever you guys are ready, I can pay you out. Excellent, excellent. That's that's I'm what we were hoping for. I'm looking forward to uh, rolling around in that pile of cash. Yeah. Oh well, you can spread it out on a bed. Sure, <laughs> no problem. It's actually pennies. He went around, found a lot of pennies, and you're going to roll around <laughs> in discontinued that. discontinued pennies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and when your cash smell. even exist anymore? I, I don't think so. I think it's just, uh, it's just Bitcoin and uh, credit card tap. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll pay you in Bitcoin. That's Bitcoin. a great idea. Oh, It'll God. be worth about five bucks next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That was fun, gents. Uh... Don't forget to follow us. We might take a little hiatus. We might come back with a podcast after free agency or after this expansion draft. Who knows? It doesn't matter. We're not doing this for money. We're doing it for fun. So follow us on your favorite social media. Spread the word around. And go Seattle, go. Go crack and go. (laughs) Go Seattle, go. That was unprompted. We totally did that together. Way to go, team. (laughs) 